0: From Public Radio International, this is The World. A co-production of the BBC World Service, PRI, and WGBH Boston. Today is Thursday, March 17th. I'm Lisa Mullins in Boston. Efforts to cool Japan's crippled nuclear reactors continue. That hasn't stopped the anxiety there and here. One expert has this message for Americans who've rushed out to buy anti-radiation pills.
1: All of you are nuts to start taking those pills. I don't know what possible basis you have for believing that dangerous levels of radiation are going to come all the way from Japan to Kansas.
0: A reality check on the risks from Japan's nuclear crisis coming right up. Now, these headlines.
2: BBC News with David Austin. The American Secretary of State Hillary Clinton says imposing an effective no-fly zone over Libya would inevitably involve airstrikes against Colonel Gaddafi's forces. In a sharp shift of tone, Mrs Clinton said Washington wanted the UN Security Council to authorise air attacks on Libyan tanks and heavy artillery. The United Nations is expected to vote shortly on a resolution authorising a no-fly zone. Barbara Plett reports from the United Nations.
0: The draft resolution would ban Libyan flights and authorize all necessary measures, including military ones, to protect civilians. It spells out that this would exclude an occupation force, but leaves open the option of airstrikes. Several members of the Security Council are wary of military intervention, including veto holders, Russia and China. But supporters of the resolution are gambling that the two won't block it and believe they can get the nine votes to pass it. The situation is still fluid, though, and diplomats said there would be a lot of calls between world leaders before the vote.
2: The United States has announced plans to fly home thousands of American military families and civilians from Japan following the devastating earthquake and tsunami last week. They live on the main island of Honshu, where the U.S. has several military and naval bases. Residents of the fishing port of Kisinuma in the north of the earthquake zone have been trying to salvage homes and businesses wrecked by the tsunami. As Matt Fry reports from Tokyo, Japan is gradually coming to terms with the extent of the disaster.
1: Japan is suffering its worst crisis since World War II, largely in silence. From the muffled sobs of a mother who lost her entire family in the churning water to the stoical determination of shuffling Tokyo commuters who wonder whether the breeze on their cheeks could amount to a kiss of death courtesy of cesium 137 If the fear and grief aren't visible to the foreign eye, it doesn't mean they don't exist behind the white face masks that are now more common than ever. And everyone is perplexed by the same question. At what point does radiation make it necessary to evacuate a megacity of 35 million souls?
2: Matt Frye. The former president of Haiti, Jean-Bertrand Aristide, is planning to end his seven-year exile in South Africa in the next few hours and fly back to his home country. A presidential election is being held in Haiti on Sunday, although Mr Aristide has said he would not be involved in politics. Karen Allen reports from Johannesburg.
0: Although the exiled leader has sought to keep a low profile up until now, as diplomatic pressure has mounted for him to delay his return, the arrival in Johannesburg of Danny Glover, the actor and humanitarian activist, suggests plans for a more theatrical exit. Mr Aristide was issued with a new Haitian passport earlier this year. He's argued that although he plans to focus on academia rather than politics when he returns, he's still seen by many Haitians as a champion of the poor.
2: Karen Allen. World News from the BBC. At least 10 people have been killed in Ivory Coast's main city of Abidjan when a shell exploded in a market in an area that opposes Laurent Gbagbo, the president who refuses to leave office. Security has deteriorated in Abidjan since the country's disputed election at the end of last year. The United Nations has said 400 people have been killed in the fighting since the election. A judge in France has placed the aircraft manufacturer Airbus under investigation on charges of involuntary manslaughter over the case of a plane which crashed into the Atlantic Ocean in June 2009. The Air France jet flying from Rio de Janeiro to Paris went down with a loss of 228 lives. Here's our Europe editor, Sam Wilson.
0: This investigation will determine whether there's enough evidence to put Airbus on trial. A central allegation is that the company knew there were flaws in its airspeed.